be rich. What a title for a series. Sounds more like something you'd sign up for and pay, you know, $99.99 to go to. But here's what I want to start today is out of the book of 1 Timothy. So would you go to 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter, and I'm going to be over the next four weeks sharing with you how the Word of God tells us to be rich. So as you're turning there, let me greet our campuses that are joining with us. I'm Eddie Couples, and I'm glad you're with us today. I'm the lead pastor for Love and Truth Ministries, and week after week, we gather in different locations, but then we come together for the Word of the Lord. So would you get ready to receive what God wants to speak to all of us today through His Word? I, I want to talk to you on this subject of how to be rich, and, and uh, it's an interesting subject for church because uh, in the church a lot of times we have the opinion uh, that God wants you poor, He wants you busted, He wants you disgusted. And, uh, and that's not true, but there's also then there's the other extreme that God ever wants everybody to be a millionaire and that God wants everybody uh, to have a new, you know, Lexus or Bentley or jet plane or whatever. So, so somewhere in here, there's a balance that the Scripture teaches, and I want to kind of drill down in that over the next few weeks. Would you look in 1 Timothy, the 6th chapter, and I'm beginning in verse number 17, and I want to read that verse to you. It says, Command those who are rich in this present world, not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, right? Put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Now, I, I want to talk to you about how to be rich. And, uh, and it's kind of like, let me, let me do it this way. How many of you have ever heard of a, of a comedian named Jeff Foxworthy? Ever heard of Jeff Foxworthy? I guess he's the top-selling comedian uh, in the history of, of America. Uh, and he does, the, he, he does the whole thing, you might be a redneck if, right? I mean, you might be a redneck if you mow your grass and find a car. Don't testify or anything. Uh, you know, you might be a redneck if you think the stock market has a fence around it. You know, you might, on and on and on, I'll, I'll stop. But... So I don't want to do you might be a redneck if. I want to do you might be rich if. Are you ready? You might be rich if you've ever traded in a perfectly good car for another one. Boy, it gets quiet. You might be rich if you've ever stood in front of a closet full of clothes trying to find something to wear. <laughs> I love this next one. You might be rich... If you've ever talked on a cell phone while upgrading to the newest, newest, better version. You might be rich if you've ever gone shopping just to relax. See, there's, there's this whole understanding of, and, and here's what we do. Everybody else, we look at, well, they're rich, they're rich, they're rich. Well, let me, let me show you something. If you earn $37,000 a year or more, you are in the top 4% in the world. Oh, you didn't hear me. If you make $37,000 or more a year, hang on, you're rich. Well, I don't feel rich. That's the problem. Here's the deal. The person making $30,000 a year thinks if I could just get to $60,000, I'd feel rich. The person making $60,000 said, if I just break six figures. If I, if I just get in, you know, the 100,000, 200, if I, if I could just get there, I'll, I'll feel rich. A person making in six figures is saying, boy, if, if I could just get into the millions. Here, here's the issue. Rich is a moving target. 
wherever you are in life, rich just seems to be one more step away. It's kind of, I'm almost there, I think I'm there, and then it moves on me. And, and I've got to get over here, and now I've got to, I've got to work harder, and I've got to work longer, and, and I've got to do more, and I've got to do all this, and if I get to there, then I'm, I'm going to be rich. But you know what? The Word of God tells us that as followers of Jesus Christ, that there's a better way for us to get rich. Now, let me say something to you, and I want you to hear me carefully today. God does not care if you're rich. Well, Hallelujah. But God wants you in tribulation. No, Jesus said in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. All right? So, so don't give me that stuff about, well, you know, if, if you're really holy, uh, you're not going to have anything, and you're going to go live on the streets of Calcutta, India. No, not unless, you know, you're called to do that. Uh, there, there's nothing wrong in being rich. The problem is, is when the Scripture, 1 Timothy there, said when we begin to trust in our riches. When we begin to rely upon that riches that can come and again fade away, can move and, and all that. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be drilling down a little bit more each week into this passage that talks to us about how that we are to live as rich people. Because again, in fact, let's just do this real quick and, and, and it'll help some of you. Would you just look at your neighbor and say, you're rich? Now some of you just told your wife she was. You are in trouble. Because she just took you at your word. She can't wait till this service gets over. But you know what? Again, compared to the rest of the world, we are rich. Even our poor people have things that rich people in other countries don't have. We are a blessed people. And you know what? I don't apologize for those blessings. But I want to show you and share with you some other ways, not just monetarily. Over the next three weeks, we'll drill down on the monetary part. But today, I want to take just a few minutes to show you some other ways that you and I can be rich. Number one, we can be rich in faith. All right? You and I have the ability to be rich in faith. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Every time that we take in the Word of God, our faith is expanded. Our faith grows. We move and we become richer in our faith. And God wants us to live a life that is faith-filled. Ha have you ever been around pessimistic people? Don't stand up and point at anybody across the church. I mean, right, have, have you ever, ever been around? I mean, it doesn't matter. The sun can be shining and, well, it's really hot outside. It can be raining, they're complaining about the rain. They, you know, they drove up, got out under a nice drive-through, and they're complaining because of this, that. It, it, it doesn't matter. They're just pessimistic. Now, that's not what the Word of God says. That's a fear-filled life, not a faith-filled life. And the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And so I want to encourage you today. I want you to hear me today as, as I'm preaching to you that you and I have been given the ability to be rich in faith. First of all, in the aspect of being rich in faith is this, is you, you need to learn to be an open channel to what God is doing, all right? Now, what do I mean by that? Here's, here's what I mean. When, when God begins to pour into your life, when God begins to speak to you, you need to take the things that God does for you and you need to let that just come through you. Some people are sponges and other people are funnels. God can't continue to bless a sponge, but He can a funnel. He can continue to pour. And so I'm a channel of His blessing. I'm a channel of what He is doing. And I am in that place of saying, God, it's not about me and what I want. I want my faith. Uh, the Bible says this, faith uh, is the substance of things what? 
hope for the evidence of things not seen. And so I, I'm living in that place of every day saying, God, I want to live a faith-filled life. I want, I want to be the person at work who lives faithfully. I want to be the person uh, in my neighborhood who is filled with faith because I want to be a person who is rich in faith. But the second way that we live this life rich in faith is, is to be an observant servant. To be an observant servant. Now, the, the book of James gives this to us, and, and I want you to listen to me carefully. Uh, James lays this out, uh, and he talks about, he says, listen, you talk about your faith, and he said, but I'll show you my faith by my works, right? By what I do, by how I live. That's what the Lord is saying to us, is that day in and day out, as you are living, learn to live your life as an observant servant. Learn every day to say, God, what is it that you are speaking? What is it that you're saying today? And I want to be involved in the process. It's not just what I say. I'm not just saying I'm a great person of faith. I'm a great man or woman who has faith. I really want to be that kind of a person who lives day in and day out in faith and thirdly is this is that we need to be objective about what matters to God you know what matters to God people buildings don't matter to God right God did not send his only begotten son to die for the Rocky Mountains God did not send his only begotten son to die for the whales in the sea God sent His only begotten Son to die for people. And you and I need to be observant of people. We need to be looking and saying, where is it that I can exercise my faith? Where is it that I can be rich in faith every day so that I can be a blessing to somebody else, so that I can sow into somebody else's life, so I can give and it'll be given back to me. You know what? That scripture's not talking about just money, although it doesn't include money. It says, give and it, whatever I give, it shall be given back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So I'm, I'm going about life, living life, faith-filled, rich in faith. But not only am I to be rich in faith, I'm to be rich in love. You say, well, how, how do I go about being rich in love? Well, First of all, you've got to be totally in love with God. If you don't love God, how can you love anybody else? You've got to come to that place where the Scripture says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I live a life in love with God. I, every day I wake up in love with God. I talk to Him. I, he, I spend time in your life. That has to be <clears throat> excuse me, what you are doing on an ongoing basis, that you are living a life of love God I love you you are the most important thing in my life you have created me listen listen let me let pastor tell you something in your life those of you who are watching those of you who are here in your life the one who loves you the most is God there's a lot of great people in your life probably that love you but I'm telling you the one who loves you the most is God Almighty and if he first loved you how can you not love him and so first of all, I, I need to be rich in love toward God. Secondly, I need to be a blessing to others. Every day I need to look for a way of blessing somebody else. If I want to be rich, I need to be blessing. I need to be going out of my way to do something good for somebody else. Now let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever done something good for somebody and they ripped you off? The rest of you had not never been good to anybody, have you? <laughs> Come on, I've just, I've just found out it's part of the deal. You help some people, 
They're going to use it against you. They're going to stab you in the back. The one you give the most to is going to talk the worst about you. Right? Well, I'm just not going to do it anymore. Oh, yeah, keep on doing it. 